The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Is it possible to believe the impossible? Has the impossible ever happened to you? It did to Mary. Greeted by an angel, she was told the astounding news that she, a virgin, would conceive in her womb and bear a child, a son, the Son of the Most High, her Savior, the long-awaited Messiah, who would sit on the throne of David forever. To this astounding news, she responded, How can this be? How is such a thing possible? As her son himself would one day say, for mortals, it is impossible. But for God, all things are possible. So also Gabriel would say, for nothing will be impossible for God. Said differently, no word from God will ever fail. What a wonderful word of encouragement. It was this word that 
helped Mary to receive this astounding news that the angel had proclaimed to her. That the Holy Spirit would come upon her and the power of the Most High God would overshadow her. She, a virgin, would conceive in her womb and would bear a son, her Savior, Jesus. And that son would, would be great, would be holy, called the Son of the Most High God. And his reign on the throne of his ancestor David would never end. Now, that news sounds impossible to our ears. I don't think that there was any way for Mary to comprehend this in any rational sense. No one could. And so... The angel Gabriel includes in his announcement a report of Elizabeth, who in her old age, she who had long been called barren, had conceived in her womb and would herself give birth to a son. And that's when the angel Gabriel gives this astounding reminder and a word of encouragement for nothing will be impossible with God. Gabriel is telling Mary that if God has said it, if he has given his word on a matter, it will come to pass, no matter how impossible no matter how inconceivable it may appear to us. For what we see as impossibilities, God declares to be certainties so far as his word is concerned. So what about you? Has anything impossible ever happened to you? What is God's word to you? You've heard it already this morning. Something that Madeleine LaEngel would call a glorious impossible. You heard the forgiveness of your sins for the sake of Jesus Christ. Declared to you your sins which of which you are well aware, your sins which you can easily call to mind, and even those that you can't, all of them forgiven, all on account of the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, the Son of God. Now, Rationally speaking, if you try to make sense of all of that, how can my sins, which seem so very real and apparent, which cause so much hurt, how can they be forgiven for something that I can't really wrap my mind around? For a man who lived 2,000 years ago on the far side of the world... 
how could his life, death, and resurrection to eternal life, his ascension into heaven, how could that have meaning for me today? And how can it in some way wipe clean the slate, erase the record of my sin? How how can that be? We echo Mary's question. And yet God has given his word on the matter. For Jesus' sake, your sins are forgiven. We have our baptismal font here. God has declared you to be a child of God. Now, rationally speaking, how do we make sense of that? How is it that we, a sinner, can, how is it that we can be adopted as children of God? What has mortality to do with the divine? How is it that I can be promised eternal life? This past week, in our congregation, we buried two of our members. As we stand around the gravesides of our loved ones, we say that we will see them again. We say that even though we are laying them to rest, their bodies into the ground, that they are with Jesus, and that one day God will Come, and in the twinkling of an eye, those graves will be opened. They will be raised up into the heaven to be with Jesus forever. And that we, too, will be gathered with them. Living and the dead. How can this be? We don't stand around the graves of our loved ones and say these things because we have witnessed it with our own eyes. According to all science and all of our senses, this doesn't make sense. This seems impossible. And yet, we have the word of God on the matter. We will be raised. And all who die in Christ, they live and they will never die. How can this be? Jesus promises that he is with us, alive to the end of the age. Through all of the things that you go through in life, beside the still waters, in the green pastures, and as you go through the valley of the shadow of death, God, your shepherd, Jesus, is with you always. As you go through life, you may find yourself asking, well, how can this be? I don't see him. I don't sense him. I 
It doesn't feel like he is near to me, especially when I am suffering. How can this be? And yet, we have God's word on the matter. Jesus himself said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. According to reason, apart from faith, all of these things that I have said, these words from God to us, they seem in the realm of the impossible. And yet, Gabriel would remind you as he proclaimed to Mary, nothing will be impossible with God. No word from God will ever fail. You can trust God's word. You can entrust yourself to him. You can open your life to him in faith. And that's exactly what Mary did. God's word proclaimed to her from the angel Gabriel provoked in Mary a shift. It moved her from, how can this be, to let it be with me. Reminded of God's trustworthy faithfulness, Mary responded in faith, let it be with me according to your word. Mary took God at his word. She believed what God had told her. She believed that what God had told her would come to pass. And it did. That same Holy Spirit, which overshadowed Mary, which filled her with faith to respond, let it be with me according to your word, that same Holy Spirit lives in you. And he leads you, like Mary, to respond to God's word the glorious impossible with faith. Let us pray. Here we are, Lord, your servants, your children. Let it be with us according to your word. Help us to trust that nothing which you have promised is impossible for you. In the name of Jesus, amen.